Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It's the Odd Makers Podcast presented by Superbook Sports live from the Superbook at the Westgate. Jonathan Von Tobel along with the usuals, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. All right, guys. So I have a quote here that I'm going to save for a couple of moments because uh, it depends on if this question is answered properly. I'm going to go to John Murray on this. Yeah. John, yeah. how was the weekend at the Superbook? Saturday was awesome. We had a great day Saturday. Sunday, we didn't really do that well. Um, but from what I've heard, others did much worse. So I take that as a win. Yeah. And, and, I, and I was delighted to hear that the other books did so poorly. All right, you, you passed uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say this, uh, as a better, I was delighted at the news as well that everybody did so poorly, at least when it came to behind the counter. You passed the test. I read a great quote from John Murray that leaked with his personality really? in an article uh, about how the weekend what, went for the Super Bowl. What, uh, you want it? Uh, yeah. Uh, There's a quote from me. It's a quote. If, I mean, I've, I've seen myself quoted in publications that I never spoke to. I was going to say. Then, so I don't know. Like, obviously, I guess they lifted from another article. Is that journalisming? Uh, I, I think that's called aggregating. Oh. So technically, it's a quote, but they're okay. aggregated. Uh, who, this who, one. Who is this one from? I'll from talk. one David Payne Purdom. Okay. I okay. Uh, all right. Quote We had a great day on Saturday, one of our best of the season. However, the only word I could use to describe Sunday is forgettable. Yeah. Games were boring, and we didn't have the kind of volume we've enjoyed the past few weeks. I already forgot about all the games. Yep. You know, it was, it, was a, it was quiet on Sunday. We did really well the previous Sunday, really well the previous Monday, and then we had such a great Saturday. A lot of our, guy, our VIP guys left, man. There was nobody here on Sunday to take any money from. <laughs> you already took and, it. <laughs> and the games sucked. Right? After, I, mean, I mean, when the afternoon slate is, what was it? Seahawks and Giants it, and the games Commanders were, and Colts. The games were so bad. Yeah. So it, it was a forgettable Sunday. I think that I was being PC when I said that. It was a forgettable day. Uh, not to put salt in the wound, but you did. Were you also quoted on this, and it's worth mentioning. <laughs> uh, worst games on Sunday, Titans and Cowboys. Yeah, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cow- Cowboys did really bad. Uh, who did the Titans play? Uh, the, Houston? Yeah, the Titans played the yeah, Texans. Yeah, we got, we got slaughtered on that game. And that was Malik God, Willis' uh, was so debut. Mad. Really? Why? Yeah. No, not really. Oh, okay. But okay. just for like, like, cause the, <laughs> the listeners want us to like to be upset, right? Correct. And then they don't feel bad for us when we're upset. Correct. I was so upset about it. Okay, good. Ruined my whole day. I will say, I mean, it is, it does offer some insight into like the bad days for you guys. Like, for example, I would assume like some of the uh, big favorites going out and winning and doing what they're supposed to do on Sundays. Like, those are the things that don't go well for you guys specifically like the Cowboys when they're big mm-hmm. favorites against the Chicago Bears. So it is insightful uh, as to what hurts you guys for some people out there. But generally, you guys do pretty well because a lot of the times these big favorites, at least when it comes to covering, are a little overvalued and don't generally come home. Jay always says this, and he's right. The reason you see different results at different books a lot of the times is from big VIP players. Mm-hmm. You know, Sometimes uh, our executives here will be upset when they see we lost – and then they'll read those same articles about how everybody did so well, and it's because some big VIPs came in and cleaned us out. 
And we just had some good luck last month against some big VIP customers. That's all. Okay. It was nothing that we did differently. Is that why they didn't show up Sunday? And I, yeah, then they're all. <laughs> none of them were here Sunday. It's like take it easy. One of our players, I said he had to, he had to leave because he uh, had to go to a Halloween party or something. <laughs> This weekend, I, I hope you guys have a better weekend. So let's start. Indianapolis Colts on the road against the New England Patriots. Superbook opener. Uh, look ahead line was six, and you guys reopened at six. We're down to five and a half currently at the Superbook with a total that is down to 39 and a half from the open of 41. So who's more excited for this game, John or Jay? I'll throw it out there. Oh, there's no doubt about it. You are? John. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about the Colts-Patriots game. Yeah. I, I should really, I really need to start looking at the rundown. Um, Can I give you? I'll give you some backstory on this. I will say that so the Sam Ellinger era began last week for Indianapolis. Yeah. How'd that go? Um, they lost. Uh, and I mean, look. But how thought, did he play? He wasn't great, mm-hmm. but the Colts lost two fumbles inside the twenty-five yard line of Washington. They lost by what a point? There's probably a better performance out there for Indianapolis from a scoring standpoint. His fumbles tend to be kind of random, so maybe that's what they have to lean on here against the New England Patriots. But Bill Belichick against Sam Ellinger does not really make me feel very confident in Indianapolis. No, no, yep. no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel confident either. Although the Colts, but he didn't throw a pick. That's a no I picks. Don't, I don't think so. Did he? Uh, no, two turnover worthy plays, just a lost yeah, fumble. I, yeah. That's it. So the Colts should have won. The Colts should have won that game, right? I mean, they, they, uh, Washington threw that long pass, jump ball, McLaren stole it. Pittman drops that pass across the yeah. middle that Ellinger puts on a dime it right when they're going that. to field goal territory. The, the Colts should have won the game. Are I'm you just, are you upset about that game? No, I want them to lose games. You want, but I thought you were a Colts fan. I am. I want them to lose games to be smart and go and draft like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. Oh, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking that you had the over under wins. No, 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 no. Nope. I, I got nothing futures wise for Indianapolis. I do have a future on New England under, which I'm hoping they start, you know, going back to their losing ways because Mac Jones has not been awful. Can I go out on a limb and say on a weekend that is not really great, this is not going to be a very highly wagered on game? Ten o'clock in the morning, it's Indianapolis and New England, two non-sexy teams, probably low handle for this individual contest. Is that it, safe to say? It assume? is the first game on the board, though, right? It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And that game always seems to get some attention because of that. I'm telling you. Really? Yeah. It's like the first one. It's like people are checking it off right off the bat. Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> okay. Right? Right out Who's of the Who's the favorite in the first game? Patriots. Okay. Yeah. I can I like see that. Insight into the no, pool. Do the people, the people still look at betting sheets? Yes. Can I say? Ed and Jeff. I, oh, yeah. Ed and Jeff, right. I was going <laughs> to say, people. I was in a sports yeah, book the other day, and I saw a guy go grab a sheet and a pencil. And I was like, wow, we're still, we're still doing this, huh? <laughs> That's because uh, I couldn't find my pen. <laughs> Free pencils back in the day were awesome, but now I think there's no point anymore. All right, we move on. Seattle on the road against Arizona. Uh, Cardinals, again, Superbook opener here, three and a half. So this has been some movement, and I think we know why. Seattle continues to do what they have been doing. This is down to now minus two uh, as of our show today. Total over to 49 and a half, and we're there. Although you guys have toggled back and forth, 49 and a half as high as 50 and a half, and back down to 49 and a half. Uh, So, Jay, I will ask you, from a Seahawks perspective, how much more popular have you noticed this team getting at the window? Because uh, they are... Uh, a team that has served betters relatively well this year. It's a slow roll. Yeah. It, and I mean, it's really taken some time for people to get some confidence in Geno and this team, including me. A lot of people still calling these guys fools gold. So, I mean, now they're starting to run the ball, which is kind of scary because Geno's kind of been carrying the team, but now they got Walker back there averaging, what, five yards a carry, six yards a carry, and doing very well. It's going to so go 5,000, but yeah. Yeah, whenever you can run the ball consistently in the NFL, you know, you have an advantage. 
I still think they're a little bit of fool's goal. I still think the 49ers are going to win this division. They're right on their heels. 49ers are 4-4, four and four, Seahawks 5-3, and three, but I expect the true colors of Seahawks to come through a little bit. Maybe uh, they can challenge for a wild card position, but I think the 49ers are going to catch them and uh, win that division and possibly even get the second seed in the NFC. Three straight win and covers for the Seattle Seahawks are on the road against Arizona here. And the Cardinals coming off of the loss to uh, Minnesota offensively not been good. Here's the thing, John. I think you'll enjoy this. You like jokes. Uh, my argument here for Arizona would be that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out last weekend. So, of course, they lost <laughs> that game. This week, he'll be much more focused. So, the video the video game was released prior. So. The car, they shouldn't have those games come out during the season. <laughs> Very true. That's not fair. I think Seattle is like the maybe one of the most impressive teams in the league. Everybody thought they were going to be terrible this year after they traded Russell Wilson, like amongst the worst teams in the NFL. They drafted exceptionally well. They've got all these young players that people don't realize how good they are, and Arizona always loses at home, don't they? I can see why that number got well, They'll probably down. have more Seahawks fans there. Yeah. But, yeah, we, you're we right. We that number too high. I remember the Broncos being six-point favorite, yeah. right? Right. Um, six and at, a half, I yeah, think. Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah, some places, six and a half, that opening Monday night game. That's crazy. But I agree with you. I don't know if they're that young. I mean, they they have some they got younger a lot of, players. They had a good draft. Yeah. They had but, a good uh, draft. You know, the one thing I will give them credit for is like the mojo on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. They have a lot. Of, they're playing relaxed. They're really uh, enjoying themselves. It seems like they're playing with the house money. It, it looks like they're just, uh, there's no pressure on them whatsoever. I, I still think they might make a wild card, you know. The spot. NFC oh, yeah. is pretty wide open. Well, that is wide open because you only got Dallas and Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Nobody in the South. It does uh, It does make you think who was the problem, Russ or Pete, because uh, as Russ has moved on, albeit coming off of a win mm-hmm. in four, on foreign soil, uh, Pete yeah. Carroll seems to be no. Uh, he seems to know what he's doing with this team at this point. Was that Call of Duty thing a joke, or is that a real trend? You think that he might? So somebody did go back in the past on Reddit, right. one of my favorite social media sites, <laughs> uh, and actually correlated his stats on double XP weekends, double experience points for those who are not uh, yeah. uh, of the of the tongue. Do you think and, that person that did this has a job? Uh, no, probably not. Girlfriend? Uh, no, I would say <laughs> uh, maybe. Who knows? Um, but they went and correlated to his stats, and actually every single one of his like major statistics is worse on double experience point weekends in Call of Duty. <laughs> It's, it seems like a total coincidence wow. um, because it's like really minimal, but still, it yeah. might be something. And uh, it did come out last weekend. I'm going to look at the, the video game release mm. schedule next fall. I believe I'm, it. I'm going to remember this. Uh, well, we're all going to remember as well uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continuing to look the way that they have looked. So let's go here because this is, I think, the most interesting game of the weekend because mm. both Los Angeles and Tampa Bay cannot look worse than they currently have. And here they are meeting with one another. The Buccaneers have failed to cover now six consecutive games, open up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, now three, it seems like, at the Superbook with some altered juice at even money, and the total, 42 and a half. So, John, you like these kind of games? These seem yeah. like nightmares on the surface. What do you make of this? I love it. Um, you know, we when we put this number up, the 12-day number, it was like pick them. Mm-hmm. And they bet us all week on Tampa. We closed two and a half. And then when we reopened the game, we were actually sitting in the back watching San Francisco just demolish the Rams. Oh, that was a bad second half, man. And uh, we opened it two and a half Tampa. It's been mostly Tampa. And I can see why. I mean, as bad as the Bucks are playing, the Rams are – they're just helpless out there. They can't do anything right. I think I think trading away all their draft picks has caught up to them in some ways. And 
and Stafford doesn't look right. And there's just, there's just nothing to like about the Rams right now. Yep. There's nothing to like Tampa Bay. The only thing to like about the Bucks is they play in a division with the Falcons and the Saints and the Panthers. That's the only good thing they have going for them. I agree with Jay. The 49ers are going to win the NFC West. But I think Tampa Bay will, will probably win on Sunday and end up winning the NFC South. Yeah. You think they're going to turn this thing around? I think they'll turn it around enough to win the NFC South. I don't uh, think they have to turn it yeah. far to turn it around, right? Well, because they, they're going to win that thing with like nine wins. Yeah, they had some injuries too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know yeah. that uh, – I mean, mm-hmm. I did see parts of that second half of the Rams and 49ers game. And the 49ers, remember, they just kind of got taken to the shed by the Chiefs the week before. Mm-hmm. And here they can just – just roll over the Rams. I don't know. It's in like LA, something's wrong with the the Rams. I don't know what it is. I mean, they can't run the ball. That's one thing. And I'm always looking at that in the NFL. I brought it up already a couple of times today. If you can't run the ball, you're you know you're you're susceptible of uh, so putting yourself screwed? yeah bleep out of luck. I mean, I think so. It's a kid show, so I don't want to. No, we have we have a producer. I almost said something like that. We got a producer that could bleep it. You can curse, Mike Rigg, our producer. He's in Portugal. Oh, don't don't open that can of worms for me. Can he can bleep it out when he gets back from his vacation? Okay, thanks, Mike. Appreciate All right, good that. to know. Good no. to know. Now, no. if I get really excited, it's yeah. uh, no, you can curse, John. It's fine. I don't know. God, I want to do Are the Buccaneers getting healthy? By the way, aren't they getting healthy? I mean, they they yeah to an extent, but they, I mean, the problem I mean, is their offensive line is still very bad, and that's a little bit of a problem against a, a player like Aaron Donald. But you mentioned what was wrong with the Rams. Their offensive line stinks in multiple facets. They can't pass block. They can't run block, mm-hmm. and that's been a really big problem for them. Offensive line, when a lot of your offense stems from play action and your running game like the Rams do, it's going to be a little bit of a problem. Uh-huh. you kind of seen it up to this point. I can't wait, though, because whoever loses this game is going to be in an absolute hole, and I don't think they're getting out of it anytime soon. The Rams, I don't think, could. Tampa no. Bay always has that advantage, though, of that division. They mm-hmm. don't, like, what's going to win the NFC South? Like, Eight and nine? Eight and nine. Yeah, eight, nine or eight. Nine and eight like tops. That. So they, they could still, depending on how many games they have left against I, the other teams in the division. Put it this way. DJ Moore doesn't take uh-huh. off his helmet. There's a pretty good shot the Carolina Panthers are 3-0 and in that division. And in first and, place. And in first place, right. They would be, the Panthers would be in first place if they had made that extra point. <laughs> right. So there is a, there's what, a little a bit game. of wiggle room in that. That, that was, was a fun yeah. game. That was the yeah. best one I think that on the board, was right? Good, that was, I enjoyed that game. I was really glad I bet on it because I watched the entire thing. It was Falcons absolutely fantastic. and Panthers. Okay, yep. Atlanta's fun. Man. It was a good game, but yeah. actually, that was one of the more high volume games that we had. Yeah, that one had really? a lot of action yeah. on the underdog too, because a lot of I don't I can't remember what you guys opened up. That opened as high as six and a half in favor of Atlanta. They can end up closing four. So there was a lot of it seemed lopsided support for the Carolina Panthers. Jay, you mentioned uh, the uh, beatdown that the Kansas City Chiefs handed out to the San Francisco 49ers. It would seem. Uh, they are on the verge of maybe doing that again here. They have been bet up for a 10.5-point favorite here at the Superbook, up to 12.5 against the Tennessee Titans, who continue to win games. Uh, I do not know how they continue to win these games, but they do it. Uh, total, by the way, no real budge. You guys open 47, you're at 46.5. But what do you make of this? Because t- Tennessee's been getting away with murder up to this point. Well, yeah, it's a team that no one's talking about, that's for sure. I mean, everybody's talking about the Chiefs and how the AFC uh, playoff picture is uh, unfolding here. You're looking at the Chiefs and Bills, but then you got a couple other teams that are right up there. And I think when we talk about teams that are coming off pace, whether it's the 49ers or Ravens, you know, Ravens are a dangerous team, by the way, that mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably talk about here in just a second. But the, nobody's talking about the Titans and probably is understandable. Henry's starting to run the ball um, quite a bit now, and their their run blocking is terrific. That's what just makes them a dangerous team. However, here we are, 12.5-point spread in Kansas City. I just don't see it happening there. They um, are 5-2 and two 
They've won five straight, by the way, and they have a negative six point differential. They're boring. <laughs> They're a boring team. They don't yeah. like people don't really want to see Derrick Henry run the ball and but they're well coached. They don't really do anything wrong. I didn't really see the game on Sunday. Malik Willis, I mean, is he really going to be able to go into Arrowhead Stadium here? I didn't uh, see the game. If they're not going to be able to run the ball, I would say no. Because I think even Willis was quoted afterwards because part of the thing was he only dropped back 14 times. He only threw 10 passes. And he was asked, like, essentially about how, why they didn't throw the ball. And his response was, why would we throw it if they can't stop the run game? I don't know if that's going to be the case against Kansas City. I think they're going to be able to force him to throw it a couple more times than 10. The biggest difference will be they're not going to be able to win a game where they score less than 20 points Mm -hmm. at Kansas City. So he's going to have to do something if they're going to be able to keep pace with the Chiefs. Eight in the box. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to do. So what you're going to see, and we'll see if this – one of the things that the Titans have gotten away with is uh, one of the leakier secondaries in the NFL – and um, that's probably not going to be the case against Kansas City. So that's not going to get to 14, by the way, is it? Is Kansas City that popular that this is going to go from 12? No, I don't know. I, right? I didn't think Philadelphia was going to get to 14, honestly, but they did. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I didn't, I didn't yeah, see that coming, I but I don't see this getting to more than 13 and a half. I just okay. don't see it. So when it gets to 14 and a half, let's make this a TikTok clip, right? <laughs> yeah, how does that work? How do you how do you make something? A t- so the is TikTok is a, is a different account that we have, and then our, our guys cut it up and they yeah, it post a video and whatnot. Right. You guys got to okay. get on TikTok? No. Oh, you got to get on TikTok. I thought it was for like little kids. No, come on. I I hope it's not for little kids. Some of the videos I've seen on there, that's <laughs> it's well, a good. You had a your family had a, a viral video on TikTok. Uh, yes, our cat uh, right. Figaro went viral yes. uh, just for jumping around. It's a good it's a good squat and surf. Uh, activity squat and surf yeah you know mm. bathroom you know just sitting there no, you squat I, I, and you surf I, I understood the reference okay I'm okay saying, we'll keep just, doing tiktok stuff that's what our, our producers are nodding along they want it <laughs> exactly Whatever. one clip from here apparently had a good chunk of views yeah really sure. quarter of a million we we're talking about the bears and the uh, crimson tide and the spread there where realistically as somebody oh, said yeah. we, we probably <laughs> should update that <laughs> yeah uh what, what, what did we say the number was last week uh, i think we settled on 49 and a half that's it yeah for a 60 minute game yeah that was a bad number. Wait till basketball season. Uh, That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> we talk about the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and Orlando Magic but taking the, on the North the, Carolina Tar Heels. It was such a stupid reference because the Bears aren't even the worst team in the league. <laughs> the Bears are going to end up finishing like 6-11 and 11 and picking ninth in the draft, just like every other season. They, they're bad, but they're not like the worst team in the NFL. They would destroy any – Alabama gave up 52 points to Tennessee in a college game. I prefer five and twelve because I have a I mean, come on. one total. You're talking about Tennessee now, so I'd make Tennessee four over the Bears. <laughs> okay. Realistically, I think that makes okay. a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, all right, you mentioned the Baltimore Ravens. Let's go here yeah. because mm. uh, this is the last of our games for the NFL. This is the Monday night game. Uh, I believe this is yes. Uh, this is the Monday night game. Ridiculous. Very exciting yeah. times. World uh, Series will be over. Well, what do you mean? What, what do you mean ridiculous? This has some intrigue. No, there to should it. be some good games in these. Pro- like, look at this Thursday game. I mean, why, why can't they ever play any good games in these primetime spots? Uh, Philly, Houston does not uh, tickle your fancy, huh? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Absolutely actually. not. It's ridiculously bad. Uh, th- I, this at least is a close point spread, and New Orleans is very good defensively. They are. Uh, that was a pretty bad. Pretty bad look for the Raiders on Sunday. Terrible. That was a good game for us. That was the best game for us. Yeah, in Nevada. Now, the Ravens are going to be, I'm going to tell you, they're going to be there at the end. I, they're starting to run the ball again. And it's a team I actually like to watch, but I looked at the rest of their schedule. Mm-hmm. Look at the rest of their schedule. They don't have anybody above 500. 
They I played mean, a brutal they, schedule. They, the Ravens have had to have played the hardest schedule in the league so far, right? They have nobody. There's two teams that are four and four right now. The rest are all under 500. The Ravens have a very favorable schedule, but mm-hmm. the AFC is most likely going to have to go through Kansas City and the Bills, and Buffalo, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, they still could realistically get the second seed. I don't think they'll catch the Bills. I think the Bills could easily not run the table, but they're going to be very close to that. Chiefs could stumble a couple times here and there, and the Ravens can get the second seed. If they don't get the second seed, then it's going to be a tough, you know. It'd be, it'd be tough to say they're going to go through Kansas City and Buffalo on the road. That would be, to beat both those teams would be a lot. I was looking at value as far as futures, and you can find 14 to 1, 16 to 1, something like that out there. But then we came down to the scenario. So what are they going to do in the playoffs? They could easily get up there in the top three, but that still means they would face Kansas City and, you know, the divisional round and most likely the Bills in Buffalo. So tough, tough road there. That's tough. They're going to say tough cookie. That was a good phrase. Two and a half, by the way, I should note that this number has come down from three and a half down to two and a half. So there is some early market support for the New Orleans Saints. This podcast is called The Odds Makers. You want my take here? Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. I got a hot take for you. Andy Dalton's actually a good quarterback, and the Saints are actually going to win that division. The Saints, yeah, the Saints could win that division. And I'm speaking that oh, in existence fair. as somebody who bet the Saints to win that division, so I'm kind of hoping for that. Uh, but Dalton's actually played really well. If you like PFF numbers, uh, only one game under 70. He's actually been really good in taking care of the football. We've seen it now a couple of times. I mean, even that game they lost against Arizona, he threw three interceptions. Two of them weren't his fault. I think it's a pretty good, uh, yeah, pretty good system yeah. for him. That's a team that's had a lot of guys hurt, too. So if they can get healthier towards the end of the year, that division's pretty open. It is. It is. Although Atlanta's fun, John. You can say any team in that division can win that division. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey, guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? How is the super contest going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How is it going in what sense? I don't know who sense? you're asking. Uh, oh, it's usually no, Jay. Jay's pretty guys are, I mean, they're still cruising along. I mean, the leaders are well above 70%. Mm-hmm. So I was more interested in your hot. I went 4-1. Four four who'd, who'd you lose on, John? I lost on, let's see, I had the Broncos. Da, 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 da. You know what? You never remember the losers. I don't remember who I lost on. I only remember the ties. I lost on the Raiders. I went 4-1. Nice. Really? Good job, man. Oh, thanks. You too. Yeah. John, how, how are you doing uh, in your no, other contest? I did not go four and one. No? No. No? <laughs> I lost. Um, you went three, three and two, two. from who what I, I know. I don't even remember who I lost on. You know, I don't uh, remember either, but I will say uh, that know. Jeremiah does a fantastic job in keeping track of all of this for all of us, only because he doesn't want to laugh at us mm-hmm. at all. Uh, he wants to make sure that we are up to date informationally. Right now, leaders, for those who are wondering, Gambling Rats and Eskimos, the top leaderboard with 29 wins. I went 4-1 and one on the week, of course. 2018 and 2 for the season. John, in your other contest, 23-17 and 17 overall. He went 3-2 and two last week. Pretty good. That's pretty solid. Yeah, pretty good. That'll get me $0 back. <laughs> so that's good. You just got to uh, keep going. You just got to keep pushing along. I can't remember who I lost on now. It's kind of bothering me. Oh, I had the... Uh... Did you have the Raiders? No, no, I would never pick the Raiders. Never? So I have never. This, I think I think I have right here. I have this odd superstition of I always have to keep my super contest ticket in my wallet mm-hmm. before the week is over. You know, you can do that on the mobile app. Uh, oh, I know. But I like... So here's the thing. Man, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. I like to be able to get out of the house and maybe, you know, go put in some picks every once in a while. I can't believe it's not a given oh, that your I wife listens to this. Uh, Rams. Rams plus one and a half. I had the Rams. The mm. There we go. I had the Rams. Okay. There you go. There you go. There. I don't know what the other one was. <laughs> Just missed. All right. Let's move on. College football. We got three really good games. 
when it comes to the world of college football. John, we will start with you as Clemson is going to hit the road to take on Notre Dame. Tigers, maybe? Small quarterback controversy on their hands. Last time we saw them, they almost lost to Syracuse, and they benched DJ Uyangalale. I am assuming that this is going to be one of the very popular games on the board. But what do you guys make of this right now? Superbook number three and a half, total of 44. Well, I tend to agree. I think they. I think Clemson should go to the freshman quarterback. Cade Klubnik? I'll tell you right now, I think he's better than the, the guy they have in there. Sharp money on Clemson early in the week. So Notre Dame is a team that you never know what you're going to get with them. They're up and down. They had a really good showing on Saturday. They've had some really bad losses. But some seen some sharp guys on Clemson. I enjoy the meltdowns when they put out the first college football playoff ranking. Yes. Because the first ranking is so utterly meaningless. It means absolutely nothing because they have all these games they have to play over the next month. I heard Clemson got into the top four and people were crying. Is that true? I don't know about the crying, but Clemson is... Literal crying. Yeah. They are in the top four? Yes. What difference does it make? None. These are all made up rankings <laughs> until the final one because right. their criteria changes every single week. But don't they, how do they, is it the four teams that have been the best and have the best resumes or is it the four best teams? Yes. Which one is it? That's, that, when you listen to their rationale, the answer is yes. Well, if it's the four teams with the best resumes, I don't know, Clemson's at least undefeated. Well, I mean, if we're being realistic. I don't think Clemson is one of the four best teams, but Michigan, who is one of the four best teams, hasn't played anybody. Yeah, their non-conference schedule stunk. Uh, sorry, Jay. Um no, if we're talking about resumes, TCU should probably be in the top four, but they're TCU. not. They're actually behind one loss Alabama. That's what I mean. They're like, fifth, right? You know, I think they're seventh. They're seventh? Yeah. Wow. So to your point, these don't mean anything. But if it's the four best teams, then Alabama should be in the top four. They would be in the top four of the power ratings. It's never the but they best can't. four teams. You know that. They're, so they actually, can't. that is good. This is my favorite exercise because people like to do this. The top four teams in, in whatever order it would be from a mm-hmm. power rating standpoint for you guys would be who? Ohio State. Georgia, Ohio, State, Ohio Georgia. State, Alabama, Michigan. Michigan? So Michigan would be favored over Tennessee on a neutral, you think? Oh, Tennessee. Uh, that's uh, that's close. You're right. I don't know. I, think I would that. make Tennessee a favorite. Tennessee probably favored. Michigan's good, though. I have Tennessee four over the Bears. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Right. Bears. <laughs> no, you're right. Tennessee. So Tennessee, then the Bears, then Michigan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I got Tennessee over Mich- Michigan, too. Uh, I, forgot, I forget about Tennessee. You, you gotta, you know oh, the number. How no, you, how about how this? How can you forget about Tennessee? Know. We're going to talk about them in a moment. This is, a, this is the first time in history we're going to have a matchup of number one versus number one. Tennessee is number one in the college football playoff rankings. Mm-hmm. Georgia is number one in the AP poll. I wonder if they did that on purpose, knowing that the game would be on Saturday. I, I wonder, too. I wonder I if maybe these no, college no. football playoff rankings who are affiliated with ESPN all of a sudden thought, you know what, let's make LSU a top 10 team so we can have Alabama-LSU as a top 10 matchup and competing with the number one versus number one matchup of Tennessee and Georgia. I'm just throwing it out there. Possible. Maybe. Maybe a thought process. Conspiracy. All right, well, it's a natural jumping off point. Tennessee and Georgia. John, what do we make of this? Because this is the best game on the board. It has all the implications in the world. And Tennessee has, they have been answering the call at every single turn. They beat Alabama. They get through a sleepy spot against UT Martin, absolutely blow them out and cover a big number as a 39.5 point. I'm glad they got through that UT Martin spot. I think they deserve Look, we watched Georgia scuffle around with Kent State and Missouri two times this week. True. So they just they True. deserve some credit and then they blow out Kentucky. You guys have Georgia 8 yeah. with a total of 66. That was a really good win. Blowing out Kentucky like that was pretty impressive. Yep. Uh you're right, Tennessee, they it seems like their power rating just goes up every week and yeah, the look ahead number on this game was in, into double digits like 12 and a half, 13 and I think now we're down to 8. 
mm. on Georgia. So that obviously the, the money's coming in on Tennessee, but I can remember sitting here a month ago saying everyone's betting Tennessee against Alabama and everybody was right. Everybody did bet Tennessee against Alabama and they were all right. Mm-hmm. So there looks like they're going to do it again this week. This is a little bit different though. This game is on the road. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a big difference. And I do think Georgia is slightly better than Alabama as well. I don't think we're going to get to the same levels as we saw that Tennessee-Alabama game because you're right. That was one of the worst losses that we had all year. But this game got up to nine at one point uh, Monday night, and now we're back down to eight. Total is 66. But I do expect, and just looking at the early ticket count, JVT, it's pretty much all Tennessee, but maybe not to the same level as we saw for the, the Tide. Because that, that was really lopsided. Yes. How much does it help that you have some of these other big matchups to kind of spread out the handle, right? Like if this was like the one good game on the weekend, I would assume it'd be a lot more popular in terms of action as opposed to getting Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, and LSU, who we're going to talk about momentarily, and this game because it kind of spread out the liability yeah, a little what, bit. What time is that Tennessee game? Uh, that is head-to-head pretty much. It's like 4 and then 4.30 for Alabama and LSU. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought, the ten- I thought the Tennessee game was a, was at 12.30. Uh, I will double-check. Isn't that I, the CBS? I've seen like uh, four different times uh, when it comes to this one. So Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the thumbs up. Okay, one never of mind. Our oh, it is 12.30. I was told 9 a.m. I was told 12. I mean, let's go. Get this, Jeremiah is get saying, I put it in the rundown. Why didn't you read the rundown? I think he's cursing. I mean, I can't tell because I got the headphones. Judging how this happened. looked like a curse word. I, I read the rundown. I just yeah. forgot to paste that into my own. All right. Uh, Alabama and LSU. Let's go to you on this, Jay. Uh, 13 point spread in favor of Alabama, now up to 13 and a half. And uh, I will ask this. I said this to you guys last week, and I think that this is somewhat true. The number will give you some clues as to where the respect is at. And the fact that this is just floating under that key number of 14 would tell me at least. That if you guys were to move to 14, that there's probably going to be some people that's snatching up 14 with LSU. I think you're right. I think wow. it went, well, we went up to 13 and a half a couple of days ago and it was snatched up right away. So I'm not sure if we're going to get up there again. I certainly don't think it's going to get to 14, but who knows? Uh, you're the one that told me LSU's, uh, what, 4-1 and one at home this year? 4-1 against, against the spread. spread. Yeah. You knew that off the top of your head. I told I'll, you nothing. I'll, sure, sure. I mean, the only thing I looked at this game was the total. I thought it was a little high. I mean, we opened 58 down to 56 and a half, is it? Alabama's so gotten their secondary this bit. year. That, this, this is a real weird Alabama team. They can't cover anybody in the secondary. That is 100% true. Their secondary on the back end. Quinn Ewers almost sliced them up before mm. he got hurt in that game. You saw Tennessee mm-hmm. do it to him. That's my question. If LSU can actually do that. Right? Like Mississippi State, for example, they can't do that because they're very much just throw it you know, in front yeah. of the sticks and get yeah. guys out in space. Uh, LSU, I'm not sure will do it, but I'm not going to act like I've watched every single LSU game nope. up to this point this season. So, Unlike you guys. You guys watch everything. Oh, yeah. That's, all those, I, I've watched oh, yeah. all those That's LSU true. games. <laughs> yeah. I definitely know who their quarterback is. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of Tennessee, though. I have. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I, mean, I think they're a Tennessee fun team to good. watch. Yeah. I like Michigan. I, I'm really you, you intrigued know, by this game this weekend. I, I get carried away with Michigan. I like Coach Harbaugh. I think he's really funny. So I always overrate Michigan. Although I got proven right for the first time last year when they made the playoffs. That's yeah. very true. He does I always, always over, like over. Michigan. Yes. Really? Yeah. He overrates Michigan every year. By the way, especially when they're undefeated. I here really in like October. Jim, I just really like Jim November. Hey, it's November and they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels, by the way, is the uh, the quarterback for LSU. Tough schedule. I knew that. Oh yeah, Michigan's played some real tough ones. Former Arizona State quarterback <laughs> Jaden Daniels. All of you should make sure to come and see us at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas or at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado. We're going to be there, of course, all weekend, showing all the biggest college football and NFL games. And I have a big announcement. I am on my first mission for Superbook Sports. I will be out at Wicked Wolf Tavern this Thursday out there in Hoboken. Can't wow. wait. I get to nice. travel this week. I didn't huh? know that. Yeah. You coming? Uh, no. Oh, okay. All right. 
Yeah, we'll be out there for Thursday. I send my best. Uh, I am told that uh, Tiki Barnum will be there as well. He wants to meet me, obviously. So make sure you come out, say what's up, and uh, experience <laughs> everything that we have to offer. And also, of course, uh, make sure, whenever you're free, to follow us on social at Superbook Sports at Superbook.com. Superbook Sports on TikTok as well. That is the most important one. We'll talk to you next week. You've been locked into the Oddsmakers Podcast. The Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Von Toll. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.